2: Hello everyone, um, I'm hosting today because Nathaniel's very tired, so welcome to the most, late, well, the, the most recent episode of the Tool and Back podcast. Uh, we've got a nice positive podcast to talk about this week, obviously, um, a, a draw against Bristol City, a win against Leicester and a very exciting but late uh, transfer deadline day. I think it was probably planned to be late on purpose. Um, Absolutely. So <laughs> we're joined by Nathaniel uh, this week who wasn't going to come on but decided he was going to come on late on, so he's here to... Um, Mourn Ryan Longman's um, departure. Uh would probably be the, the correct choice of words there. We've got Tom on uh, and Will. How are we all doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man.
3: Doing great. Smashing. Uh, except the Longman news, quite decent. Except being tired. Mm, well, I mean, I'm pretty. We'll, we'll 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 briefly
2: talk. We'll, we'll talk on the episode today about Bristol City game, and then obviously that very very good win away at Leicester, which leaves us a good set for the international break, and then we'll talk about. Deadline day, so everybody that's in the comments, just give us your thoughts on deadline day, the signings, departures. Um, I think Savvy Simon's probably got quite a, a bad end of the deal considering the manager that brought him in is now sacked, sacked. <laughs> but, but we'll touch on that later. So, obviously, uh, the Bristol City game, um, I wasn't at that one, I was away on holiday. Um, I believe uh, all three of you were there, or just 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 Tom and Will, all three, yeah, I was yeah.
3: you were there, you scored,
2: yeah, I did score, yeah, it was a good finish, uh, <laughs> I got in the box late, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good ball. Cheers, Liam. Uh, we'll come to you first then, Tom. So, we'll just briefly talk about Bristol, because obviously it was quite a while ago now, and we've got quite a lot to cover. But um, on the Bristol City game, what, what, what were your overall thoughts on it? Because it was quite a mixed game, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, I think first 20-25 minutes, it looks like we could blow them away like on an on, in, in attack, and I think you know the patterns were good. So like, obviously, the lap was making them the runs out wide, um, and that's obviously how the goal came. Um, obviously, he crosses for two, finally, He There's a great finish into the corner, but... Um, yeah, I felt we played the game in spells, um, like quite like we have for most of the season, where we look really good and then we sort of take our foot off the, off the gas a bit and let Bristol come on to us. But they had obviously executed the game plan quite well that they was just going to sit back and think it was on the counter. And, and obviously that's how, how they get us. But um, yeah, we, we didn't um, take our chances when we were on top and obviously we were punished for that. But I think Nigel Pearson, again, showed why he's, he's been at the, in, in the championship game a long time. He knows how to come to a team that are going to play predominantly possession football and sort of break it up and make it hard for you to, to get through. And um, and that's exactly what he did. And, you know, we were talking about it like before the game that Nigel Pearson um, was managing a team that had three shots on target um, across the entire, obviously, three first couple of games. And um, they come come to the MKM and I probably have a couple more than that in, in one match. So I think, yeah, fair play to Bristol City. They came there and they played well, but for us i felt you know it was, it was disappointing to draw one all considering you know i was on top for large spells and um it wasn't until the last 20 minutes where we looked like we could score more goals but you know want to be but yeah it was a decent yeah. performance
2: yeah i mean i i was saying on a channel i was on um the other day that, that i think our biggest issue this season is that we can't seem to keep a consistent level of control over a game um across the 90 minutes there was always like a a period of the game where we're in control than the other which is which is sometimes normal football but we don't seem to have that impetus in us at the minute to to, to really take the game by the scruff of the neck um uh Tufan though obviously had the target of 15 goals this season um scored the goal again so he's on four goals he's he's, he's four goals in both his home games so he, he obviously likes scoring at home uh, but how important do you think Tufan's going to be this season we'll obviously with like um, the likes of Aaron Connolly coming off the bench and scoring goals, getting his first call up to Ireland as well in a long time. And, you know, you've, we've got competition up top, which is healthy. But, you know, Tufan is making a claim for being that that starting striker alongside the lap.
5: Oh, yeah, I think you could probably make a good case that Tufan's going to be our most important player this season with the, with the job that he has in the midfield. And being the link between the midfield and the attack. And, and he started well. I mean, he looks a different player from the one that joined us, to be honest. I mean, when he joined us, he still looked okay. But the way he's improved under seeing is nothing short of ridiculous. And I can just imagine somewhere in the dark corner, Dan Gosling is absolutely steaming with how this has gone.
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing is with Tufan was, obviously, he's come in as a midfielder. And then towards the end of last season, when, when strikers got injured, we played him as kind of that false nine, that striker up top on his own. And... I, I I said that I think he looks better in that position personally because it allows him to get into the box where obviously he's he's very dangerous as we've seen already this season and for large parts of last season. But, you know, like you say, playing alongside somebody like De Lap who can, who can hold the ball, get us, you know, be that platform for two fans to make those late runs into the box or to hold onto the space on the edge like he did against Wednesday for his goals. Um, but him, his creativity and his, his intelligence around the box is going to be so important. Um, but another one I want to touch on because uh, 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 it was a really good assist from from Liam Delap. Uh, Nathaniel did so with with Delap coming in. We had the usual case of you know Stoke Preston fans saying he's not mm-hmm. that great. Um, You know you've not got a, a striker who's going to be prolific or score loads of goals. But uh, against Bristol, he showed that he's more about the goals. Into he? he's, he's given us a, a completely new dimension in attack. Um, Like we say, that that assist for two fan was brilliant, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean. um it was a really nice move and again playing out from the goalkeeper, so that's what they're, they're trying to do. I think with DeLap and of course Connolly, I mean maybe a two fan, he's sort of fitter than he's ever been. Hopefully we've seen his, you know, getting the best out of them, whether that's just giving them the confidence in the strikers like Connolly or maybe DeLap fits into our system better. But um, with the few dribbles he's had so far and that lovely goal against Leicester, he's reminded me a little bit of uh, Giorcares for Coventry. He scored a lot of really good dribbles and has a lot of pace and tall striker. Um, If he's anywhere near as good as that throughout the whole season, then we've got a really good signing. But yeah, Stoke and Preston clearly um, perhaps very difficult moves for him. But it seems that in his second full season, uh, two goals already, he's already got half what he had the entirety of last year. So um, hopefully, of course, we'll talk about that in a little second, but we're not going to miss Oscar too much because, of course, he's gone out on loan. So, yeah, DeLap so far, way better than I thought he was going to be.
5: I think the thing yeah, with yeah. De Lapp, um, I mentioned it previously, Leon wants to play a similar style. To, he, 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 he's watched Pep and he really likes what Guardiola's mm. doing. And like DeLap has come through at Man City under that style. And I don't think Stoke and Preston, and I'm not, not ragging Preston too much because they're currently top of the championship, but I don't think they play that more passing, sort of flowing style that he was used to under Man-, uh, Man City that Liam wants to play, and I think he suits him more, and that's why he's done so well for us so far. Well,
2: it's a similar story, isn't it, with Aaron Connolly as well, with, obviously, Brighton and Middlesbrough fans absolutely de- detest him. Like, Brighton fans couldn't have been happier to see the back of him when, when we announced him signing permanently. I mean, they were over the moon. So, I mean... Maybe we've got a case of Lim Rosinius turning out to be a very good man manager. I mean, I think I I can say safely that I, I would have guessed he would be very good at that man management. He seems a very oh, good, man. you know, yeah, kind of guy. Come come have a chat if you need to. What you got, what do you need to get off your chest kind of thing? And, and, and works on players' games because he knows how good they can be. Um, and and like we say, two fan de lap, uh, Connolly, all these examples of players that, that didn't really cut it somewhere else and have come here and sort of. Revitalize their career. It's it's only going to be good news for us, isn't it? So, uh, but yeah, a a very strong, uh, well, a decent draw against Bristol. I mean, their goal, you know, they 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 maybe were a bit unlucky that the first one was called offside. I think it was very close. You see him giving, you see him done. Like we said,
3: they they had so many chances throughout the whole game. The XG was like over three, which is really
0: rare. That lovely
5: XG stat that Will loves. Oh, yeah. it's delightful, isn't it? Um, that, that was quite funny, I thought, that offside goal, because I couldn't tell if it was offside from all the way when you were on the side of the press box, but the way that Mackie Wells went all the way up right in front of the linesman mm-hmm. and then flagged.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was It was yeah. a really late call, wasn't it? It was like he was unsure. I think there I were mean, three it, the three games.
5: the linesman to be honest in the end.
2: Yeah, but then yeah. obviously, like we say, the, the comment from John where Connolly was thrown goal as well, you know, it's a game of fine margins, yeah. we could have also won it towards the end, it's you know. It was a really good save, but yeah, yeah, a strong, a, up, against, well. yeah uh, a strong point against Bristol at home. Uh, we'll move on to um, obviously Leicester, which was um, yesterday. Uh, Tom, I believe you went, didn't you? Uh, yeah, so I did. Yeah. Just, Who else yeah, went? I mean, the, the, the,
4: what an away end that
2: was! It seemed like a right experience. Just tell me about the day. What, what a game yeah, that
4: was? Just, I think the, if I'm being honest, that that the atmosphere and the performance probably one of the best I've seen in years. Um, especially when you go to a team like Leicester, they won the first four games. You're thinking you're going to go there. It's gonna be a struggle, um. But we go there and we we sort of we're settling so nicely and into our style. We, we go there with no fear. You know, we're not scared about playing out from the back and sticking with the same style like we've seen. He said before the season, we're gonna to go to every every single team this season. We're gonna we're gonna play football. We're, we're not gonna sit back and you know wait for them to come on to us. And actually, I think that suited us down to the ground. I think Leicester this season are, are being used to playing against teams like a low block, where they've, they've got the quality to break teams down. Whereas we came and they were got in the faces straight away and and you know that that's they didn't know with was really seri got on the ball controlled it with the energy reagan Slater up and down Um, obviously Connolly, uh, Connolly holding up the ball strong as an ox even though he's, he's, he's small and then obviously the lap unplayable you know obviously Rossini tweaked the system a little bit put um the lap on the lap on the right and uh or essentially and that, that worked a treat because the lap bullied callum doyle all game like it, you just had the better beating him every single time he got the ball and Obviously, that how the goal comes, and um, you know, obviously be, we're free. I think it was Seri played the ball to the lap out wide, and you know, gets in one v one, cuts inside, um, finishes on his left foot. But it's just so dangerous when you got to play that quick, that strong, that fast. That we could actually also use both feet as well, and yeah. But uh, the overall the day was just it's unreal. Like the the atmosphere, like I say, one of the best that I've been in for for years. I think it was up there with uh, Derby away in the playoffs. If anyone else went uh, that, that year, how good the atmosphere there, was. Yeah, it was so so good. Like from start to finish, the fans were, you know, like you know, chanting up throughout, and yeah, it a brilliant day. Yeah, I mean, you
2: said you said on the tweet, and you will that it was more or less a free hit because Leicester, you know, yeah, more than likely going to be champions of of, of this division. I mean, their their squad's littered with Premier yeah. League talent. That game, that
5: game, that game in Southampton away, I think going into it this season, where I thought, well, they're probably going to be the top two. They'll probably go straight back up. The money they've spent as well. They should go straight back up, really. Hmm. So it was a. Delightful uh, surprise. Do you see it as a... a d- is this a proper statement of intent result
2: then? For, do you think the rest of the league are going to go, do you know what, hang on, this the whole look dangerous?
5: I, I have a feeling that will yeah. look bit definitely. But I, I think it's also a vindication of Rossini and wanting to play the style that he's after playing. I think it shows that, yeah, sometimes it can be a bit dodgy, but this is what can happen if you play this way. And if The more we play this way, the more these sort of performances will come.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people can say that, you know, Leicester dominated and stuff like that and they had the chances, but they didn't really test that. Ingram did it at the end of the day, like they, they huffed and puffed. And I think when they brought that vidididi on, that left winger um, and the, the lad on the other side, I, I don't know his name, um, I think they looked really dangerous. And, you know, I think we, we did well to hold out that last 15th. I felt that if they got a goal, they'd have gone on to win it. It was that, that sort of game. But I think defensively, we were so good. and. I think the catalyst of that was um, putting Vanagre on the left, uh, left back and moving Reeves to centre-backs. I felt Vanagra like, with the quality he can bring, like, obviously the reason why Vanagra played is because Leicester have got fast, fast wingers, but he dealt with that so well. Um, and obviously, he's great at manoeuvring out of tight spaces, and he's good up and down, I think, with the quality that he can bring going forward. that. That's the perfect game for Vinagra, uh, really, and and obviously Grieves was, was great back at centre back as well, um, and obviously Alpha Jones quality again. So can't really fault either teams to be honest. Like it was one of them where you, apart from perhaps Tryore, I think everyone played I'm really about to well.
5: I'm say I disagree that yeah. he can maybe Triori is yeah. still not be the show, but the I have a feeling but... yeah. he might not be in the next starting lineup when it comes to Coventry game in a couple of weeks. When
3: well, you think Philogene yeah, exactly. or some? someone else oh, is gonna be in. Grudging. Do we do we want do we want to make that sort of statement when obviously we want to win the game, but is it better for us because we're not a parachute payment team to sort of go under the radar? Do we want that pressure of being seen as a big team? Rather go under I the radar, radar under but the
5: yeah. you, grab you under the radar the media will keep you under the radar if you keep performing like that. Mm. I yeah. think we're better yeah. as a club when we're under the radar. I think we
2: don't deal with pressure very well. I think that's why when we come to those big crunch games, mm-hmm. you know where we're against sides I haven't won in a long time, or um, yeah. you know, the teams around us when we were down near the relegation spots, we'd usually play terrible yeah. and lose. We, 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 we did it do so many times,
4: haven't we? Like, I remember, in, obviously, 12 to 13, um Steve Bruce, we had to do this, the hard way to go up, and, and then yeah, obviously, 2015 to 16 to get promoted right to the Prem, like, we lost so many games that we shouldn't be losing, like, towards the end against teams lower down the bottom, like, even teams that were already relegated. I think I remember in like 12 to 13 when I think we lost to Bristol City or Drew and there was it was only relegated Bristol, to League One. Yeah. yeah. So it's like. Well, historic, historically, historically we're a
2: club. We're Historically, yeah. we're a club that's always gone under the radar, aren't we? And I think that's just yeah. like our natural uh, mindset as a club, fan base, everything. It's, you know, um, 50, maybe there's a bit more. Uh, yeah.
5: as
2: a I mean, in I think that's probably a cause of a lot of conflict at the minute is that. Because of our success from the mid-noughties into the, you know, the, the up to about 2015, 16, there's there's a generation now of fans who are used to success. So now, yeah. obviously, when the sides there aren't is. doing as well, you've got your fans who remember where we came from in League Two to, you know, your fans who are used to us playing in the Premier League. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. it, you've got a mixture of the minute, aren't we? And it's yeah, it's quite bizarre. Uh, but but getting back onto the game then, anyway. So we we've we just mentioned the defence, Nathaniel, So. We, we, we That was our first clean sheet of the season. I mean, if you're going to pick the first game of the season to get a clean sheet, what a, what a time and place to do it. Um, but the way that our players threw their bodies on the line, um, you know, really, really tried to grind out that draw because, you know, with us this season, particularly, when we're 1-0 up and it's getting to the last 10 minutes or so, Leicester score a lot of late goals as well. You're getting, you're getting those vibes of this is probably going to come undone. We're going to come away with a good point. But we didn't, and it's a clean sheet. Did did, did that performance remind you more of the last season's defence?
3: Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, when we scored early on, I thought this would be a good time to get our first clean sheet. And I I said to um, one of my friends on Twitter to fluke one, but I don't think it was a fluke. It's a bit surprising because I think Vinagre, although clearly fitter than he was in his debut, wasn't great against Norwich. So um, that was a bit surprising. But, uh, yeah, yeah. we need to defend better as a unit. And it's so surprising again after Bristol because we conceded so many chances. Um, but I think when you're playing against Leicester, you've really got to be on the top of your game. Um, and it's good we did, you know, keep the clean sheet. I mean, Liam Smith's saying they got a goal that would have probably won it. And I think that's what they did in their first game against Coventry. They were all nil down for a while. So, um, yeah, fantastic to get that. And hopefully we that you know, means we can go on a run. I thought perhaps, I mean, we all predicted, except Will, that we would uh, lose the game. Um, I think, you know, we've got two weeks, we've got two home games coming up. Um, really, hopefully this is the start of a really good run um, because and, and hopefully a run of clean sheets because we, defensively, until then, throughout the season, um, we hadn't been great, but it's a habit. That's what Rossini yeah. said last year. And um, I think we've had almost half our games under Rossini have been... I think it's 14 from 33 clean sheets. So, still a very good record. Hopefully, we can get back to that habit uh, consistently.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I think before the game, like I, I obviously I felt that we'd go there and perhaps lose narrowly, but judging on, on the basis of the, the games that they've had this season, Leicester they've only been winning by one goal even against like, some Robben that are going to be down there this season fighting about a game. So, I didn't go out there going there scared of what they're yeah. capable of achieving. I felt that we could go there and give them a game, but I didn't think we'd come away with a victory, like, if I'm being honest, brutally. But we came there and we executed the game plan perfectly, so you know you can't you can't complain at that. Yeah,
2: I think the, the, one of the only criticisms of last season was, despite us being hard to beat, that we were drawing far too many games. Oh yeah, and I saw obviously when when the official account put up the results of this season, you realise, you know, the three wins, one draw, one defeat. And you think, you know, maybe that Leicester game last season would have been a draw. The Blackburn away probably would have been a draw. Mm. Are are we now at the stage where this team has got this new system that Rosini wanted to play, that we, you know, myself included, maybe perhaps criticised at the start of the season, pre-season, this 4-4-2, fluid, versatile players playing originally in a 4-4-2, but moving about on the pitch kind of thing? Do we think they're settling into it more now? And and that understanding and that solidity is now resulting in us getting those
4: wins over the line instead of draws is that because i think i think um obviously the first two i felt from watching that that we wasn't really like playing how was in terms of like the movement i think was quite static it was easy to play against we would get the ball wide and would would just obviously pass it back and pass it around with no purpose whereas now we're actually playing with purpose as soon as we get the ball but yeah, we'll we'll build up from the back, but we're looking to go forward. Like you see, you see out the amb- ambition we showed with the lap score. Like looking to get the ball straight forward to him. And I think now we're playing more fluidly. Like there's more movement, like you are saying. like it's not like an a-, a static four four two. We're actually sort of playing. You know, so we're so hard to sort of pick up. I think the way that teams can get us is probably by playing with like a number ten getting in between the lines, like in between like Serry and Slater. Like um, that's how pe- you know teams can like trouble us. But I think Leicester didn't do that really. They don't really have that sort of number ten that can get in between the lines. Obviously, lost Madison, but not really. I know you're not going to really replace him at championship level, but you, you can't no, get yeah. can get someone like like a playmaker in there that's going to cause problems. And they didn't do that against us. But yeah, we are playing more fluid now, and and that's how we're troubling teams because they find it so hard to pick us up. Like you having the lap drift out wide, you have two obviously when two fan plays, he does that, and it's so hard for teams to sort of play against us. I think, and that, that's the reason why we've had a good start to the season.
5: See, and um, what you just went through a minute ago is exactly why people go mental after the Doncaster game was ridiculous, and why you should give it ten games to truly judge a team. Because that was three weeks ago, and now the fan base has completely switched from. Now we're going up. We're walking it up. It. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is, is that that
2: like like I always say, the, the Doncaster performance was shocking, and oh, do it was Excuse me, but the word.
5: And where?
2: then ev- everything that everything that goes on beyond that then is a hypothetical. Is it going to fix itself? Is it going to continue like that? That's everybody's worry. But when you played, I mean, with hindsight, the Norwich result was probably quite positive because they've started the season really well, Baron, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a bad result. Uh, but the no one the made the top as well yesterday,
5: it,
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, now as well, he's got more players through the door that we obviously didn't that are going to fit his system better because we knew we didn't really have that much offensive threat out wide I don't think that's shown with Adama Torre playing out wide when he's clearly a midfielder and you know, players like Ryan Longman, who's naturally a wide player, um, who's, who's probably going to go, look, Nathaniel's face is lit up. But players like this, and, and bringing in Laquillo, I thought looked quite decent. It's probably been quite, you know, harshly dropped. I think Sean McLaughlin's probably been quite harshly dropped too, but that's mm, this is again. this is the strength in depth that we've got. That's now. the thing with
5: McLaughlin. Everyone loves McLaughlin. We drop him and get the clean sheet. <laughs> yeah. We brought him yeah. in last
2: season and started getting clean sheets though. Yeah. So it, it, it works. It swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, is the, the mainstay, though, Will, and you'll love this, is Alfie Jones, and he was absolutely was outstanding nice. against Inatsha yesterday. Um, he was, he, yeah, uh, he was Yeah, Inatsha's like, got.
4: A what impressed category. me was, yeah, what impressed me was like, I think against these sort of teams, you can sort of drop back and let him get the ball and drive it. But I felt like Alfie Jones was in his face straight away, like when the defender's is yeah. getting the getting in front of the man and winning the ball. I just love watching that, like, and that's what Alfie Jones was doing against Inatsha. Um, I, I think it, in the first what ten minutes, I think uh, both Coyle and Jones got a yellow card, and I was thinking, hey, yeah, was "Here we go, yeah, walking on tight ropes here for the rest of the game." But the fair play, like we didn't, we didn't push into tackles, we didn't dive in, we sort of bided our time. But when obviously the ball was there to be won, and we had, we had the opportunity to sort of push on some and win the ball back high up, we did that, and um, that's I think that's that started with Aaron Connolly pressing, like it was so good yesterday, at just pressing and. Um, uh, obviously, hiring, hiring defenders, and that, that's exactly. If I'm being honest, like maybe obviously it sounds bad saying this, but I think perhaps it like it was maybe a blessing to if I'm getting injured. I think Connolly's better at pressing in, in that sort of situation too. If would have been, and then was able to push on onto a bit more. Um but yeah, I think yeah, I can't wait for two fans to be back. But I mean, in terms of that game itself, like, if it, it suited Connolly more than it would have two fan. Yeah, and mm. I, I,
2: I, I did think about this earlier when I was talking to. Um, one of the Coventry pods were asking if he'd be fit for their game, which I think he will be. Um, but asking about whether or not we'd miss him at Leicester, and it's it's one of those in it where too fan I feel is more of a more of the player you play at home. Because he's got yeah, that more yeah. space and time to, I think, away from home. When you're the dominant team, yeah. When, when, yeah, when yeah. we're away from home, he seems quite anonymous, doesn't he? So he, he don't have the, the the means to press, like you say, like Aaron Connolly does. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, I think that's perfectly valid. I mean, two fans obviously going to score goals this season. Connolly's going to score goals this season. The lap showing that he's going to score goals this season. This is a this is something that was probably um, one of the biggest concerns of the start of this season. Can we score goals? Um, mm. I mean, obviously, great result at yeah. Leicester. We'll move us swiftly into um, deadline day, which was um, uh, quite exciting with the players Busy. we brought in. Uh, Nathaniel, I'll come to the outgoings first, because there was, uh, there was oh. an outgoings. Which you're gonna oh, have you be- want me to talk
3: about the Ryan? The Ryan, well, uh, Ryan Woods, I think that deal to Bristol, yeah. that's going to really work out for him. Shame it didn't work out for here. But um, I don't think that any other Ryan but, uh, Ryan in, Ryan Alsop. I can talk about that if you want. But yeah, I mean anything else. We we'll, we'll we, we can cover. it. doesn't have
2: to be deadline day exclusive. We can cover the other transfers beforehand, obviously. Like Ryan Ossopp has signed in the meantime when we've not had an episode two. So
5: have you got more the, competition? The royalty free violin music to play now for Nathaniels fair.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: Do you know what? If I'd oh, have thought about it, I'd have actually found the sound and played it, just like Mr. crab's meme with the small violin. It's in my <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm playing it up here. But um, well, should we, like... we, we cover the actual mm. incomings and outgoings? Then, so mm. obviously, in, since, since we last that episode, I mean, obviously, that like we didn't mention Ryan Woods, who's been gone quite a while now. Uh, Ryan osop has been brought in this competition to Ingram which we obviously thought we needed he's another goalkeeper that can play up from the back yeah um, another player that's come with quite a bit of criticism from his former fans so you know he's going to be absolutely mint um, but the deadline day one so outgoing we had obviously Brandon Fleming's gone on loan to Shrewsbury um, a Makes move that I don't think has surprised ever. many of us do we, do we think that's probably the last we see of Brandon Fleming do you think he goes in some yeah. I, I don't know what his contract length
3: is
5: probably Probably. Yeah, he's not, not, I, I he's thought not, that not, every time, injuries,
3: yeah. every time I see him, I <laughs> think that's the last time. I and mean, he keeps showing up. Yeah, he's, he's not young it's though. Never, but he's
4: twenty-four. He's twenty-four this year. You now. Yeah. Like he's, he's not. He's never on
3: spring chicken. You know I
4: mean? he's like someone that's got a. He's got to move on now for the best of his career, and I think he is a league one level left back. I don't think he's championship anymore. I think there was a point where he was, but that the injury sort of set him back, and then from there, yeah. he's not really. Just, yeah. Pushed on.
5: That's it. He never really pushed on from what his initial best of never. Yeah. Because he's had
3: six years. He's had six years since he made his uh, debut in the League Cup and he's not gotten to the team after six years. He's hasn't he played it games, games, to be fair. You
2: yeah. look at the amount yeah. of appearances he's made for his age. He's, he's
4: not right up 100, it, I don't think. it. I don't know. He's nowhere near 100 in his career. Which is it's quite
2: yeah, obviously yeah. So Brandon Fleming went to Shrewsbury. Um Xavier Simons, um Xavier Simons, whatever it's the pronunciation is, went Simons. to Fleetwood Town on loan, which I think caught everybody by surprise. I did I mean I I, I was actually Didn't all, all that one. Simons going out on loan because if he's not gonna play here regularly, then you want a player that promising to go out and play every week. Yeah. Perhaps maybe more at a stable club that's not just Chuck the manager, but um <laughs> regardless, he's gone to Fleetwood. Is that is that a move we're all okay with? Yeah. Well,
3: not massively yeah. because uh yesterday just think we didn't have depth, any but... midfielders on the bench. I still think they're a little
5: yeah. bit light because defensively yeah, I, I, yeah.
3: I guess when Morton and Doherty are in, that's fine. I'd say
5: have got good. here as well, who I think he's an yeah. improvement I just don't game.
3: think
4: um I just don't think Racini is a, a big fan of like although I would like one. I not he's not a big fan of like a, a big midfielder that's gonna just sort of sit in front of the defence and be stagnant and win possession back and stuff like that. He'd rather have like two players that are comfortable in possession and obviously can have, have the legs to get up and down. I think that's the, I what think, he prefers like, and I think that explains why I've not invested in a whole of the field. I know it, like Xavier Simmons is that but yeah.
5: I think based yeah. on what I've heard from Rossini, he sees uh, Xavier as being here long term mm. and I, I think I have a feeling he wants him to take over if he can get him there, to take over Seri's so, role oh. when Serie eventually leaves. Yeah, because he's I think he wants, he wants him, and I think as a result, he wants to send him out on loan and get him blooded, get him used to playing regular football. And I think that's the other way he's going to do it is by going out on loan somewhere. But as you said, I'm going to maybe what could possibly be a bit of a basket case that I haven't won a game yet this season it might not be the best idea. We're getting <laughs> yeah.
3: a squad then, surely, it's well, it out, the guy,
5: might be guaranteed football as a result, probably mm. be the best yeah. player.
2: Uh, yeah, so then uh, probably one that's my uh, might with the fan base. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really interested to know all your three spots on this one. Obviously, Oscar Estepinion going to FC Mets on loan um, with a, with a view to buy, I believe, in summer yeah. for four million or something like that. Is is that a wise million, move million, considering yeah. injury wise, we might be quite yeah.
4: Thin up top? I wasn't happy with that if I'm being honest because um, I felt if you look at Aaron Connolly's injury record, if he got injured. For instance, would be like on forwards, so you've got the lap, and then who else is there? I know you could play two-fan trial raise, one, the 2 strikers, that's probably what the senior sees, but I wasn't happy with Oscar leaving in terms of what he can bring off the bench. But um, obviously, he's, he's probably up there with the best finisher we have, like in terms of like instinctive finishing, and, and sometimes late on in a game, like you can bring him on and it, it come up with that important goal. He scored a lot of important goals last season, so letting him go was quite disappointing without bringing in someone else in, because I know obviously it was linked with Keenan Davis, I don't think he was the sort of guy to replace him, given his goal record, but yeah, I think with Oscar, it's one of them where I think he does want to play regular football, so he's seen the opportunity there to leave, and he's grasped it, and you can't really argue with that, it's just disappointing
3: from my yeah. point of view. I think but... it would have been a bit more justified if we had got Davis in or another striker, I think, because he was looking at Davis's hold-up play, perhaps not his goal record, but yeah, I agree. I mean, of course, if it's a loan deal and Delap or, or someone gets injured, then of course Mary perhaps Dolan. we could could bring him back in January possibly. Um but yeah, because I guess uh Racine is brought in Delap and brought in most of the attacking players we have now because we've signed so many. I thought this summer was going to be less busy, but it's another 10 signings, so I guess <laughs> he prefers him uh Delap over to Oscar, but yeah, because he can score goals and that's what you need at the end of the day. Um, even if he's not a perfect fit, he, it still worked out okay last season, I think, for uh, 13 goals. Mm. I
2: yeah. think that's the that's the, that's the the biggest thing, isn't it? We're, championship clubs, it's so difficult to find a striker that can score 10, 15, 20 goals in, at, the, at this level. Mm-hmm. And Oscar did it in his debut season. Um, but like we say, Rosini, he only scored what was it, two goals from January he was,
5: onwards. He scored only four from after September.
2: Yeah, so is he realistically somebody that is obviously going to fit the way that Liam Rosini wants to play? Yes, yeah. he's a he's a great goal poacher and I think I'd have liked to have seen him play alongside the lap for you know the lap's hold up playing and him putting the ball in the box. You know, that kind of goal that two fans scored at Bristol City would be, you know, absolute uh team biscuits for for someone like Oscar. So yeah, it's, it's, it's quite weird, but I can also understand it at the same time. Um, he might go over there and set the league alight and we get quite a nice hefty fee for him. I mean, if it's £4 million buyout, that's decent enough for a free transparency. But, yeah, you were going to say something, Will.
5: Yeah, my feelings are I'm, I'm kind of a bit of both. Like, I'm obviously disappointed that probably our best natural finishers is leaving the club. Um, but, at the same time, it's good financially for us because his wages are off the bill. I think he was one of the top three highest earners at the club. Yeah, um, I say we'll we'll do make a profit from him as a result of what we do apparently it's a two million euro loan fee mm. as well so we made money good. straight away there um, and yeah we might be a bit light with him but when you actually look at it you know the lap Connolly you could argue you say two fan can play up there we play Triari up there you can play Ali there if he's fate we've got that Harry Sandat in the under 21s who could easily mm. brought on could yeah we could recall on when I wouldn't be I wouldn't expect it but you never know uh, but with, there are a lot more attacking options we could play up front than you then there's ridiculous. I bet Philogene might even be able to play up front, I don't know. Um
2: I think so, people's concerns think is more really... that it's not it's not that people can't play up there, it's how effective they could be up there.
5: Mm, yeah. So obviously Aliar can't what, play through the middle, but he's gonna score this his is what goals. I was gonna go on to Oscar wonder Liam hasn't been massively effective. Yeah. Well there you go, that's the other side so, of it. I mean
2: it's it's a weird transfer because there's like, you know, um, I, I had a, a family member of mine come to me today and say, how come you've just loaned out your top scorer of last season? I, I don't understand that. So, like, from an outside perspective, it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, but internally, like we say, it, it perhaps don't fit the system. Uh, but we'll move on to, um, obviously, uh, probably the one that Nathaniel's really, really looking forward to talking about, and that's Ryan Longman's gone on loan to Millwall. I'm actually really, really surprised he got a championship move. I thought he'd go League One. Yeah, um, be
5: nice all, yeah. yeah i oh, move. I think he's easily got the ability to do well in the championship. Well, because we saw it's it last um... <coughs> yeah,
3: time he was on loan. Last time he was on loan to someone, he did really well. That was to us, of course. Yeah. It was just when yeah. it, it, I it's, I just it's just...
4: his stocks falling a lot. That's that's what surprised me. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, but I, I do hope he's smashing it no so <laughs> I'm glad it's a loan.
5: Yeah. I am glad it's actually a loan because I because he's a young player. And if he has a good season at Millwall, bring him back in his confidence might be all the way back up again. Yeah,
3: well, that's he's English. I don't, like agree, I don't kind of... agree with
4: the people. Yeah, I don't agree with people, like, sort of, with the replies. Celebrate. To, the tweet leave. Yeah, celebrate. I, don't, uh, I just don't agree with stuff like that. Like, I
5: yeah. always love that. The, the people like, have like, an agenda, don't they? They always act like they support the club, support the players, but the moment a player plays like crap, instantly gang on him and just insult him. Yeah. I mean, it's I okay to criticize.
2: You but... just don't do it publicly and tag them and stuff like that. I don't think that's right. There's a
5: difference between criticism things. and abuse is what yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. And too many yeah. people fall on the latter side of it rather than the criticism.
2: I mean, the thing is, the one thing um, you can never fault Longman for was yeah. he'd work hard. You, you can't yeah. say he'd ever gone out on the pitch and, and yeah. not tried his hardest. It's just maybe at the minute, quality-wise and confidence... Um He's just not at that level where he can produce. So maybe a change of surroundings, circumstances, new fan base—you know, just sort of reinventing himself at Millwall at this level would be the best case scenario for everybody yeah. involved.
3: Millwall—they're quite a direct team. I think he's quite direct. He, you know, gets on the ball and he wants to score or you know cross it. Whereas maybe he hasn't got that like first touch technical ability to do the passing system we're doing. And,
5: um, and there's a uh, Honeyman there to yeah. get him integrated, I suppose, a bit as well. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. yeah, and George Long
3: <laughs> didn't he leave he might have left I, I don't
5: remember. know but the new, he knows Hull My yeah head. I think George yeah. Long
2: got like a really bizarre transfer somewhere was it like Norwich or somebody yeah, I know he went somewhere that you were like eh why or West Brom somebody like that yeah but obviously um, it makes sense I think overall for Longman to go one and um, like we say we all forget he's, he's still quite young what is he only 21 21 22 22 I think 27 oh, yeah 27 so you know, he's still only young and, and hopefully he does well in Millwall. And obviously Millwall have gained an extra fan in Nathaniel. They'll, they'll get they'll get all True. sorts of inside info and, and statistical data on Longman's performances. I'll ask mm. Mickey from the Millwall pod if, if if you can come on and just do the Longman Minute. Yeah. Well, to
3: be fair, to be fair, also, he's provided many hours of great content on the podcast over the last two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. It's
5: going to be a disappointment to see him missed. Well,
3: there's probably going to be more content than there was because I'm going to have to remind you we're going to have a whole segment dedicated to to <laughs> Lone watch. to, uh, to learn watch Longman watch is that going to be on
4: um, that going to be on your blog um,
3: blog style gonna yeah yeah I'll be on a new segment on the blog that that Lone watch. yeah probably mm. <laughs> but just specifically Longman yeah.
2: It'll be 75% Longman, and then briefly on, like, Brandon Fleming and everybody else, Simon. Yeah. Uh, so, incomings then, the the ones we were all excited for, waiting for all day that the admin probably purposely left to the last hour of the day. Um, it they were all posted, like,
5: evenly between them. Think, I think what it was is they wanted to get the outgoings out of the way first so they could finish with positive news. Yeah. I think what
2: yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah. So, obviously... Um, we brought in I mean a couple of them I don't even think I remember as being linked with so this um, James Fairlong he interests yeah. me because he's a young before, left
5: back a couple of days ago that came up yeah.
2: yeah so he's a young left back we've we, we brought in permanently from Brighton not on loan yeah. um, one for the future so possibly a long term Brandon Fleming replacement Um. Mm-hmm. If we don't get vinagra apparently in summer, which I believe is buyouts fifteen, so fifteen million, so it's unlikely we'll. we'll so it's pay 12, 12, Twelve
4: million pound, fifteen million euros. Yeah, so unless we go, up, to it's him. him. Yeah. Uh, but
2: yeah, no, interested yeah. to see him. Um, and any, any thoughts on on that signing? I mean, I don't oh, know much I know about I him. Know it's highly rated
4: point point. Yeah, it's, like it, it's highly rated. Yeah, I think it's good that obviously since Vinagra's on loan that we've got someone permanent and hopefully he can sort of grasp the opportunity when he gets it. This fell. Um, me see what it's about. I, I don't really know a great deal about him, but yeah, I've heard good things, I guess, from a couple, couple of Brighton fans on Twitter. But apart from that, I'm not really
3: sure. Mm. Mm.
4: We'll have to get a Nathaniel
2: um compilation going of his uh
3: well, he hasn't scored any goals. He got three assists from Motherwell last year, and I mean, the Scottish division that's, oh, wow. that's always a difficult one to judge because Celtic and Rangers keep saying that they could you know stay up in the Premier. Two but then two like, words the... James Scott <laughs> yeah but then who was the other guy the other one on. from Motherwell
5: um, I don't know but there was also Kingsley. David Milinkovic Stephen Kingsley from the Scottish no North no, no. Well. years
3: ago in years ago, like 2005 before I was born before he was born
5: I can't <laughs> even remember but I'm, I'm going for negative one so I don't know what David Milinkovic we got him from Scotland yeah. Stephen Kingsley yeah. I thought we got him for
3: Genoa didn't we Stuart Elliott. Oh, David there you go. He was good, right?
5: Scotland. Yeah,
4: Stuart Elliott was good. Blinkovich.
5: Yeah,
3: he got Blinkovich Scotland him. Blinkovich wasn't good. Did we? I thought it went I He was on loan at hearts. Yeah, yeah and
2: uh, Harry's pulling up a couple of good examples in the comments. Andy Robertson, Alan McGregor.
3: Yeah, Doherty used to yeah. play yeah. there. Sometimes but, it works. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, another, another defendant one. development one like Simon's maybe isn't going to be playing this season but we want to create a sustainable squad like even if we don't get promoted in the next few years we want to have good assets to sell or to play for the years to come so I think from that perspective fairly sensible
2: well, yeah. Rosini obviously didn't fancy Fleming, did he? So, mm-hmm. he needed a replacement to send him out on loan. And I believe us getting him meant that Fleming could go out on loan because otherwise we'd have had no backup left-back. Well, we could have used Greaves there, but I don't think
4: to. I think to- it also shows that I think Rosini must have some faith in Andy Smith then because surely he can't go into a Championship season with four centre-backs if you don't trust one of them. Like, surely would have signed the centre-back. Mm-hmm. So, maybe if Andy also, if yeah, maybe we're getting so, injuries, and so he trusts Andy, funny, trust Andy yeah. Smith to come in there and do a job, but... Um, obviously, the only part the performance the that's got to judge him on the season is the Doncaster home one. It didn't really paint itself in a good light there, but perhaps if he did get given the chance in the league, obviously now we're playing better, that you know he'd probably do a good job. But yeah, hopefully, it doesn't come to that. You know, hopefully, touch would we stay injury-free defensively. So, mm. And then another one that,
2: that I feel is um, an exciting one is Tyler Morton. Um, it looked very at one nice. point like that wasn't going to happen. And then it just sort of came. It was just announced. Um, but Blackburn fans say he was very tidy on the ball. He played like 40 games for him last season, I think. Um, I think he played in every game, I, I every remember, game
5: maybe. I remember the uh, when we played him last season, I was in the press conference after the game. And Rosinia brought Morton specifically in the press conference after the game but last season mm-hmm. when we played Curious. Him, which I thought was interesting. In hindsight, he's incredibly interesting, showing how much he's rated him for a while. And been after him, and I'm we, I think it's a really good signing because he was it looked really good for Blackburn last And I think the reason it took so long, I think, is because they were waiting for the Gravenberch one to be done from buying Munich from Liverpool before they let him go. So I think that's why it took a while,
2: yeah. But a, a midfielder, you see, what interests me about it is I don't think that Liverpool would loan him here if he's not going to
3: play.
5: Hmm. Well, I but think he's going
3: to play over, over yeah, Slater, that's right? Maybe Slater, I imagine it
5: Slater's position on the pitch, but whether Slater doesn't move forward or whatever, I don't know.
3: Yeah. But then do we but really yeah, need that's... another player up front? We've got so many.
5: <laughs> I know. Well, if Oscar's gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well then we've also fun. got well yeah, but we've got Philogene coming in. Mm. Yeah.
3: Well, I was going to say before because we have been playing sort of four four two, except two fans being behind. So, is it going to be more like a four two three one because you want Twine or two fan in behind the striker, and then you want for and the Kilo or any of the others, countless yeah. others, um, oh, not to name yeah. them all.
4: I think it's just that many different systems. You can't put a pigeonhole like it is. It? I know it's like we started 4 four four two, but with we, so many different systems that we play in one one game, like. Then obviously sometimes Greaves will drop into if he's playing left back, he'll drop into centre back, and then we overload the wide areas. It's like you know, I think, I think obviously that we've got the versatility now to sort of play loads of different systems with the players we've brought in, um, and I'm just glad that we've invested now in the wide areas. Like we've improved that, and obviously so far we're scoring goals, and that's obviously what we were like last season. So.
2: And, and we wanted that, didn't we? I mean, how, how many mm. times did we come on this podcast and, and criticise Grant McCann and Shorter for for playing the same system week in, week out when it clearly wasn't working? And now Rosini has obviously got many systems, many uh, formations, uh, players that are versatile, that can play pretty much anywhere on the pitch if we need to tweak it, change it. And he has been changing it. Um, so now we've got, you know, a manager who's showing that tactically, despite being very, very early in his managerial career, has, you know, that that know-how, that... that Confidence to, to to be able to switch it up, um, and like we say, you know, signing all these players, we've got loads. Yeah, of course we have, but now we've got options, which is something we haven't had for you know quite a while. We've always had a thin squad. Um, last season we had quite a big squad, but they were all injured. So hopefully, if they all stay fit this year, uh, we're all good. But we're actually covered more in case of injury as well. So um, shouldn't hamper you know any momentum that we get too bad. Um, we'll move on to probably the, the the biggest one of the biggest signings of the championship i think in in Jaden Philogene finally being announced coming in permanently um i assume everybody uh, is happy with this
3: yeah i am i
5: had to wait for longer to know to about it because i knew about it about a week and a half before it was revealed
2: uh, it was horrible to well, in the
5: know in the know
2: and also Everyone will be coming into Will's Will's inboxes every transfer window now, thinking he's ITK. I, I
5: really I'm thought not, it was
2: going to be a I'm Smith role.
5: Really
4: in I'm surprised as as Will's not gotten his name on Twitter now, in brackets, ITK, next to his name. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, if anyone wants to message me, I'll just respond with a Swift expletive.
2: Hmm. I, I, you yeah. I did well not swearing there, Will, to be fair. But yeah, Phil's Phil, well, an interesting one. Because obviously um, he's going to, like we say like Will said earlier, presumably go on to the right-hand side where Adama's is playing at the minute, and perhaps mm-hmm. didn't have the best of games against Leicester. Um, but having Philogene and Twine as your wingers is um, with Vanagra, exciting. Uh, uh, Christy, have got minutes and looks good against Leicester again. You know, we're getting to a point. Oh, now Christy, where yeah, we've got a Christy to
4: be fair. Like when yeah. he came on, he was so he was so good. Like he was doing. I it, I thought he was going to score the goal that he sort of scored at Rotherham. You know, he cuts in on his left and. Puts it in the corner, but obviously I think I don't know if he shot it wide or he got. De- I think he got deflected for a corner, but yeah, he looks so dangerous going forward. And yeah, I think you know having obviously if Coyle have got job you've got Christine and Vanagra like running down the wing. It's like exciting. Like you know we've been crying out for like an exciting left back for for years. Like we've not had one since Robertson, and now what we've got on it's, it's only on loan. But Vanagra looks like that sort of Robertson-esque sort of player that that's great going forward. Mm. I mean, uh, I, remember,
5: and... reading, yeah, go I do remember reading something recently about Scott Klein that, um, and when he wanted to join last summer, he apparently he'd asked about a load of like, tap, like data and tactical analysis of how the team played, you know, from Shotter, and apparently Shotter couldn't provide anything, which I think is telling me in hindsight. Um, he, but, um, he couldn't provide, especially what Vincent Company offered, but apparently when he came this time round, he said that is on a different planet to what Company was doing last season mm-hmm. when it comes to how he wants to man-manage players and how he wants his positions and all the way they're playing, which I think is a good positive sign in long-term what Rossini wants to do and how he's attracting players with the way, what his vision is.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's so important to have a manager that the players believe and trust um, because you want to come to a club and know that your role is 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 clear. Um, that they're going to play a style that suits you, gets the best out of you, and that the manager will try and support you if perhaps you're not playing that well and won't just cast you out. So I think that having somebody like Rosinia, in contrast to Schotter, um, you know, is, is 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 a massive plus for transfers. I think one thing that we need to know this time is obviously with as we mentioned the the, the final incoming, which was Bora, Idenlik. I well,
3: he goes by Bora, so let's just stick with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Another one that's because I was going to say we've had a predominantly very domestic transfer window in comparison to last season. Have one f- uh, yeah. final, cool. final, little
3: I've Got a quota to it fill. Window, I, it,
2: it, I mean, again, it, it's a transfer. He's been likened to
4: that um Ardegula. So if he's any if he's any good as him, like he's close to as good as him, I mean, it might have a gem on our hands. You just... know what I mean?
3: Odd because you, you can't say it's one you can't say it's one for the future it's because he's it's one. he's into the academy. Yeah. So I still think it's a bit of a weird a one, isn't it? One. I guess it's one. just part of that link Tan Kessler was saying in his interview, just with Villa and, and maybe with Davis as along with Philogene and and with talk to Roma and talk to Fenerbahce. It's not necessarily that he's gonna make a huge impact this season, but perhaps just it's a network sort I think it's a network ne- yeah. networking yeah. sort of thing.
5: Right. Definitely.
2: Uh, it's probably just the experience I mean they're probably you know wh- wh- where's he come from Fenerbahce so th- yeah. they've 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 probably said look can he come over and and, and be with your club for a year you know he's going to learn so much from your manager from the other players from you know some of the fantastic teams just and players like that are in
0: yeah.
2: yeah so he's going to come back to Fenerbahce a totally different and 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 mm. more physical player I would imagine and it will mm. it's a shame that we're not in the cup because these players, you know, like Andy Smith. Probably well just personal there,
4: right? growth sort of thing as well, like getting the players yes. what his comfort. It's more like personal growth, getting a place to be what his comfort zone, so then that'll develop him on the field yeah. as well.
5: Essentially like, playing Belling- tough, like so. in Yeah. Mm.
4: Similar, yeah, similar sort of thing. Because is he a yeah. winger?
3: He is, he's, he's another winger. Yeah. Yeah. A winger. Yeah.
2: So we're now overloaded on the wings, are we? But that's good. Oh, <laughs> like I said, it's a shame we're not in the cup because they've actually probably had some game time. It's a shame yeah. that the FA... Cup. least that the come, yeah. Ah, not three comes back in January, I believe.
3: Oh, he's never going to play for us, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Above all of all the other ones we've got.
4: We've yeah, still yeah, got like, Aliar as well, who, was on, who obviously came on. Aliar came on as well. I think he's um, better, he's gonna he's better up front to be honest. I, I think, think he'll to right. yeah. I, think I Ali mentioned earlier. I think he's a
5: through the middle, striking option. Yeah,
4: I, I do think mm-hmm. he's he can. I don't think scoring goals. Like, I'd I'd love to see him sort of mm-hmm. come into his own now. I I don't think his place on the right. I don't think he's a, a good winger in this system. Like because the Racini wants to play like intricate like sort of style. Where Ali has, like direct. So I think if you could play him up front, sort of like pressing forward. I guess start scoring because obviously we've seen yeah. glimpses like like last season when he was central. He, he, he makes them intelligent runs, but he's never had the end products. But hopefully, he can add that to his yeah. game. And like he could, before, be, he could, yeah. be
5: decent, could be a decent, like, sub so come on for the lap, like, later in game,
4: exactly. Yeah, that's that's I know, hopefully, he could push on. But
2: yeah, we've got a nice, look, nice big squad, hopefully. that Despite a few injuries, would still be quite strong and competitive in We've every game. Cynic
3: as well. He, he was oh, yeah, back on the bench well, for the first the bench. time since December, because uh, of course he had a decent loan here since from January.
5: Uh, nice uh, to uh, 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 so, yeah. see him back. And Talishvili again. yeah,
3: is yeah, is he ever going to play? Is it? Is I feel like he any of our wingers ever going to play? Because just so many of them.
2: You'd assume he's one of the highest earners. And he's not playing. Probably. That's what concerns me. Mm. I thought they'd have probably sent him out and learn again, um, but obviously they they plan to have him as part of the team in some yeah, way. If,
4: I think if he's he's willing to fight for his place. I think that's that's the that's the thing. I do think he's got the quality to sort of push. I think it's good, obviously, having this competition because you know that the likes of Philogene, obviously, when he starts playing Swan and um, Laquila and that, they're, they're going to push each other to get the best out of each other. So. but it's it's good to have different options, I guess, like. Cynic against one of them sort of players It just likes to pick up the ball and run at defenders, and you need that sort of late on in games, I think, like when defenders are tired. And you know, hopefully, he can make a difference, but yeah, maybe alone would have been good. But hopefully, you gets a chance. Yeah. Uh,
2: one of the one of the deadline day signings we did miss out on that Baz said was Jeswin Raksaki that we went for. That's how the
4: get the player that they needed. Um,
3: I believe yeah, we haven't
4: was, got the, enough of those. Yeah,
3: it was that key on a TK,
2: uh, but overall then are we saying successful transfer window oh yeah definitely
5: more positive yeah. I'd than I'd, I'd, say, I'd probably say like a 7.5 8 out of 10 to be fair it's hard to say until the play. they might yeah. all be rubbish probably you no know.
3: because yeah, we thought we last year that, was good
5: that, that, that transfer window I remember, I remember it when we brought in players like Hatton Benafra and it was the greatest transfer window of all time and that went well didn't it <laughs>
4: And that yeah, deadlander will never be beaten. though. that day, the army, Abel Hernandez, um, ben Arthur and who else Gaston was in a deadlander? Yeah, Gaston Ramirez. That's it. All on deadlander. Be yeah, there. I
2: was I was on a lads' holiday in Magaluf during that. Um, having um, I paid ten euros at a bar for free drinks for four hours. So it was some day that yeah. <laughs> and I was I was with a Newcastle supporting friend, and he was like, "Because if you've just got ben Arthur, that's mad," and obviously.
5: Yeah, well, at the time it seemed like a cracking move. Mm, yeah, and then the Bruce and was never going to get the in. best out of those players.
3: All those flair attacking players, Bruce was never going to get the best out of them. Yeah, but you can say that in hindsight, a good ten years later.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're we we would say overall a decent, a, a definitely a very good transfer window. Brought in some, some oh, yeah. spectacular. I mean, Scott Twine, Philogene, particular highlights. I would say Liam Delaps. You know, proving everybody wrong, looking absolutely fantastic, and. Um, we're, we're in a very good place one defeat in the first five we're what sixth place into the international break now Uh two very big tough home games in a row on the way back we've got Coventry at home and then Leeds at home a few days after so a couple of big ones Leeds are tough
5: they couldn't even score against Wednesday <laughs> we scored four against them
2: yeah that's true Um so I mean the next couple of games are we saying
5: would you take will take two points? points two <laughs> Yeah. Would, yeah. Oh,
3: come on man. I would take six but I think I think
5: I'll take two points. I at, didn't least say I say. at least one win.
3: At least yeah. one win would be good. I mean, we got, Sto- Sto- got
4: Stoke on a Sunday. Is it Stoke on a Sunday? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a week after, so that's that's a very horrible one that. Horrible. Yeah. I remember Middlesbrough Sto- at Middlesbrough a couple of years ago on Sundays.
5: Is that going to be well, three TV games in a row then? Uh, Cuz we're always Browns yeah, yeah. God. Must be. It's
3: annoying that Leeds is on a Wednesday night. Commentary on Sky. I don't think they're on Sky. It's just... Yeah, but it, it, the South West and the Leicester uh, games on, at the same time. So that'll be on Sky. The Their TV games. The Bristol one was on a
5: Friday because but... of rugby. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah they the else on one's on on Sky. This Leeds one will be on Sky because I think all the midweek games are on the red button from memory. And then the that Sunday doesn't game really be... count as the and curse, then, though, does it? And then the Sunday games on Sky. Oh. Mm interesting yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah so I, I think we've pretty much covered um, what we can uh, obviously it's an international break next week so I believe we'll, we'll try and do an episode next week Uh Are you not mentioning
5: <coughs> how the predictions went yesterday oh yeah Shall so obviously I don't think we did it this week I'm on zero still
2: but, as everybody knows by default Will just says 3-0 every single game so because we grabbed a surprise win at Leicester Will's, Will is literally the only person who got a point because we all predicted is it, is
5: it working is is my tactic working?
3: I guess. Ah.
5: I
2: guess
3: so. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Up long until long season,
3: oh. it's a long season. Will. it is a long season. Oh
5: yeah, but I'm gonna ride this train as long as I possibly can. What's the rewards it, it will... for
4: winning the comments off?
2: We'll have, we'll have to decide, won't we? We'll have to we'll have to make it worthwhile. We'll have to we'll have to have a we we'll get our heads together and, and think of a and a forfeit for whoever finishes
4: bottom as well. Oh no. Oh no. I don't get in I it. don't get right to one, I, to one I said one one at Blackburn and then on the podcast I said two one to Wolves. I'll I'll so admit unless I still hunt that change of prediction. Yeah, Tom, Tom, if, there's Tom, a Tom forfeit,
3: if there's a forfeit, I'm no. gonna be as negative as possible and just say one one every time. <laughs> no but that's
2: not where you're saying that pretty much now, aren't you? And it's not working. Yeah, it's a
3: long season. Yeah, all, it'll add up. It'll add, yeah. it'll add up throughout throughout the year.
2: Uh, actually, um, before we go, um, the, the voting closes officially kaput for the nominations for the Football Content Awards at midnight tonight. Uh, so you have a few hours if you've not voted. The third of know. September. Yeah, so if you're
5: so, watching it after the third of September, that's pointless.
2: Yeah. So um, if you're watching it lives goes. right now in the comments, you've still got time to vote. If you listen to an audio, it's it's already done. We. <laughs> yeah, it's already done. Uh, we only but, do yeah, it for we content. Yeah, we appreciate any votes. Um, obviously, if, you, if you're sharing it about um, everything like that, we got third last year. It was mad we didn't even expect to be there. So anything that we get this year, again, just another bonus for us. We we enjoy doing this. Um, we don't do it for the votes. Uh, we just do it because we enjoy it. Um, so if you enjoy it too and you want to vote for us, feel free to do so. Um, obviously, we are sponsored by – I forgot to do this at the beginning. If you're watching Jimmy and Carl, I am sorry. Uh, all Zoological <laughs> Kingfisher Fish and Chips on Spring Bang West. The best fish, fish, fish,
5: fish,
2: fish in home. Yeah. I mean, I I still need to go and try them. To be fair, um, I'm slacking. <laughs> uh,
4: I'm
2: slacking. i keep telling him I'm going to go oh. down, but it's.
4: We need to. What we need to do is we need to get him. Um, like you said before, we need to get some pictures for the website. I think. Um, yeah. We picture. Yeah. Outside. Uh, zoological as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll yeah. get we'll get outside. It's hard because at the minute
2: I'm working with with us at work. We've got a busy Harrogate show on, um, and it's we don't finish till late, and I just can't be bothered to then drive back to Hull straight after. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, uh, thank you to everybody who's been watching. Thank you to Nathaniel, Tom, and Will who's joined us for this episode, and um, hopefully we'll be back with maybe a couple of previews next week. Whoever fancies it, I might do one with the commentary Leeds fans. Uh, we are on the oh, White yeah, Coast. It's been national break, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I thought I was going to get an opposition guest on this episode, but then thought it's pointless. We might as well do it next week. Um, we can do it a bit better and more in depth, can't we? Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, like we say, anybody that votes for us in the football content awards, thank you, uh, and we will see you next time. Thank you.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery.